were telling about their childhood and they were telling about how they moved around a lot and I was like, oh, do you have a lot of commitment issues now as an adult? Uh, I, I think I'm also too honest, you know, like I think I'm way too honest. When people ask me how I'm doing, I'll just say something like, oh, I want to throw myself out a window today. And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, it's okay. I live on the first floor. <laughs> Fine. My favorite drug is Molly. Uh, Molly is my absolute favorite drug uh, for other people. I've personally never tried it. But people just get so nice when they're on Molly, you know. I get so many compliments that may or may not be true. <laughs> but when I'm having a bad week or when I'm, like, when my self-esteem is really low, I just text all my friends and I'm just like, who wants to do Molly? I want to watch. <laughs> I want compliments. <laughs> Someone was like, why don't you just do it, you know? Like, you'll be so much happier. And I was like, but I'm so happy when someone else is nice to me. Um, okay, I wrote some jokes last night. I don't know the one anymore, so we'll see how they go. Uh, I, have a, I have a boxing bag at home, so I started boxing for self-defense, uh, which means that if I got into a fight with someone, I would definitely win if they didn't move at all. Bonus that they're shaped like a boxing bag. Uh, I... I, I like it when men buy me flowers. Like, I'm not really typically into romantic gestures, but there's just something I love about a man buying flowers. Like, it just says that they have so much disposable income that they can buy me something with no functional purpose, and it's going to die in, like, two days. You know, I think that's pretty beautiful. Uh, I don't I don't drink a lot because I think I make enough dumb decisions sober, you know. And and like when men offer to buy me a drink, it's not that I want to reject them necessarily, but I just don't want to drink. Like I wish I could trade drinks for other stuff, you know, like a coupon. Like if they're like, "Can I buy you a drink?" I'll be like, "No," but how about fries instead? <laughs> We're not sharing. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love dirty talk. Like if, like I was once with a guy and he was like, "You're a little slut," and I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> I was like, "Do I look like I get laid often?" That's very nice of you to say. And he was like, you're ruining the moment. And I was like, but my self-esteem just really skyrocketed. <laughs> so that's nice. So he was like, I just want to humiliate you. And I was like, I stand on stage and talk to complete strangers. You cannot do that. Not possible. Um, okay, I think that's all for me. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Denise Lee, everyone. Yeah. It's a really fun show at the Condor. It really is fun. It's a cordless mic, so just talk to the people. They all want to laugh. They all want to laugh. Last week, I took I, I took my t I took my top off last week, but I killed. Before, I mean, I only took I only, I only showed my tits for like two minutes, but out of ten, you don't have to show your tits. I'm just saying I did because I it was fun, but but it were it but if the guy you'll do great as long as you talk to them and like make and you can make eye contact with them. They want they want it. I'm telling you, they're in a strip club. They want it. They, you really. You'll be fine. You don't have to take. I only took my top off because it's the only appropriate place where I can take my top off. You're, I'm sorry. I always wanted to be a stripper. Now I'm 48. 
Uh, your talk to it's Mike Evans Jr. Talk to him. It's a great show. It's really fun. It's a hella funny show. It was stacked last week. It was really fun. Put your hand stacked, not just stacked with boo. It was like it was you know full of people. Fuck you guys. They're gross. I have no boobs. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, he's he's been coming back and forth and he's great. He's um, welcome to the group, everybody. Uh, Mark. Pal, 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 dick, chicken in, bit, pal, dick, something like that. I can't pronounce your last name, I'm sorry. Pal, chick, like the friend of a small chicken. Thank you, Pam. I'm 72. Hey, but unlike you guys, I'm not old. I got plenty of energy. I walk my dog every day, twice a day for two hours. It should only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes. So I can pee. Ever since I started working remotely, I rarely know what day it is. You guys had that problem? Last Monday, I got up, I got dressed for church, and I remember that's stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. Yesterday, I was at the Fairmont Hotel downtown with my friend Zach. I looked out the window, and there's a homeless guy in a tent making a cappuccino. In a tent, the cappuccino maker. I mean, how much more bay bougie could you possibly be? My friend Zach says, wait, that's Mr. Kent. He's my son's English teacher. That's the best house he can, he can afford. Nah, that's not true. It's his parents' tent. When I, when I first asked out the woman that became my wife, she turned me down on a movie called A Man and a Woman. But two months later, I called her again. I'm not a quitter. She said yes. So I decided to really impress her and take her to a sequel, A Man and a Wife. When we walked into the State Theater, we were the only couple there. The other patrons were three men in trench coats with newspapers on their laps. Not a sequel. A porno. Several years later, and by the way, great first date. <laughs> Several years later, my oldest sons were six and eight. They loved Flash Gordon. So I decided to get them the sequel. Flash Gordon. Yeah, not a sequel, a porno. But look, it all worked out great. My wife and I have been together for more than 50 years. All three of my sons are married. Except I'm not allowed to ever pick out a movie. But I wonder, do you think my granddaughter would like Bambi 2 Behind the Bleachers? I think it's a sequel. I live in Washington, D.C., and I love it. Except, you know, it's getting way too expensive. You wouldn't believe what it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians that tweeted, the Jews control the weather. We haven't been able to control the weather since we left Egypt the first time. And let me tell you a little secret. If we really had that superpower, we'd just keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, you all think that I'm old. That on the BART, pregnant women give me their seat. And that my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Because, you see, old age is an attitude, not a number. Well, 
unless you can push out a job because of your age like me, then it's a slow tumble. You lose your job, lose all sense of purpose. Before you know it, you are sitting in death's waiting room. Walnut Creek. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much. Hey, Mark Palchik. Did you come all the way in from Walnut Creek in your Tesla? Look at you. Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's great. I just took the BART from Walnut Creek today because my rich friend took me on vacation this weekend. So yay for Walnut Creek people. And old yay, rich old dudes. Yay. Um, thanks for uh, doing the thing and staying alive, bro. 72. That's great. My mom is older than that. She didn't look good. Uh, you look great. Your next comedian, clap your hands together. He looks great. He drives a really cool motorcycle now. Uh, put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay! <laughs> um, I don't want to sound pretentious, but that's how I was raised. Uh, I got some mail for a previous tenant, and I wrote Return to Sender on it. And that made me think of that song by Elvis, Return to Sender. You guys, you guys know this song? If you're not familiar with the song, it's a very sweet song about a very sweet man. You can't take a very clear hint. Does anyone here have a fantasy football team? Sorry, um, I mean, does anyone else here have a football team fantasy? We all registered to vote. I hope everyone votes. Like any, uh, like any other self-respecting gay man, I am emphatically voting yes on D. And I'm voting no on E because I have work in the morning. People will uh, lies, lies. Your table will be ready in five minutes. You look great today, or you had a great set. Someone asked me, I was drinking wine last night, better than you, and um, someone asked me if I prefer reds or whites, and obviously I prefer reds. Only Republicans prefer whites. I'm going to do that one again. I apologize. I work in construction. I've been focused on my work. Um, we're doing all this work with structural steel, so I apologize if I'm a bit rusty. Um, why did the iron worker blush? Because his foreman made him erect. What's the best part about hooking up with foreman? There are four of them. If you're looking to get properly nailed, though, I recommend Union Carpenter. Guys, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have a messed up country, a fucked up system. A white man in my neighborhood killed eight homeless people. And our system is so broken that I still walk free. All right, I've, I've gotten some flack because apparently I've written a lot of jokes recently about homelessness. But I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself, and I'm still here, terrorizing the neighborhood with my screams in the night. Recently got divorced, and uh, you know, a good relationship is like a sleeping man. Familiar, warm, even on your knees. 
Uh, but a bad relationship is like a homeless man's sleeping bag. You know there's shit in there. But until you've been in one, you have no idea. There's nothing to do but drink and masturbate. Thank you. Um, lastly, I went to uh, North Carolina recently to a bar that had a lot of, uh, like, growlers and things. A growler, you know, it's one of those bottled you know, a lot of, um, God damn it, that I know how to say. You know, you get like a 64-ounce big big old bottle of uh, the uh, craft beer of your choosing. They also have Crowlers, which is a growler, but it's a can. It's 32 ounces, uh, but in a can of the, of the draft beer of your choosing. And um, I have an idea for um, a howler. It's, it's a 64-ounce bottle of the draft beer of your choosing, and when you open it up, it goes, ah! Um, and then there's then there's the brawler, which is um it's a it's it's a growler, but it's in a it's in a plastic shopping bag. Uh, then there's the towler, which is 64 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing, uh, absorbed into a 36 by 48 beach towel that you wring out over a set of glasses as a party trick. And then there's the fowler, which is a turkey hollowed out and filled with 86 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the uh, Prowler, which is a guy in a trench coat, and he will occasionally just pull out a can from one of the pockets and throw it at you, and it will be 12 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the Valor, which is a Marine Corps veteran um, in a trench coat. Same guy as the Prowler. Uh, his name is Keith. He works in the kitchen. Uh, then there's the Trowler, which is a small garden shovel, which is filled with eight ounces of the uh, draft beer of your choosing. Then there's the Flowler, which is a dozen roses um, cut at the stem in a vase with 28 ounces of the beer of your choosing. The roses will not last long. Um, and then there's the Colon Powler, which it's supposed to contain alcohol, but actually it turns out there was never any alcohol in there and a million Iraqis are dead. Um, and then there's the, the White Powler, which is a regular growler, but it has this cute little pointy white hat on. And lastly, um, there's the Nowler, which is a growler, but it doesn't come with a lid, and you need to finish it before you leave. I hope you didn't die. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Hey, Colin Braun, everyone. That was lovely. I actually had to, it's okay, I wiped tears off my face. That was beautiful. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kelly Evans. Hello, Mutiny Radio. How's it going? Uh, I am from Texas. Is anyone else here? Yeah. Unvaccinated? Nice. We got unvaxxed in the house. You know, I find a lot of people, uh, I got vaccinated, I think like all of you, because uh, I live in San Francisco, and I want you to like me. You know, I want to hang out at your party. Please, just invite me. That's what we were doing. I did zero research, all right? Make some noise if you did research. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Zero people. Yeah, I uh, I was first in line. I told them I was 65. I had zero kidneys. Put it in me. Fuck it, you know? Because I hadn't seen people in a fucking a year, all right? I needed to see people. There, I understand why people feel the need not to get vaccines because they were seeing people all the time, you know, except for their grandparents because they died. They died because they killed them. Um, all right, that's fun. Somebody's got a snack here. Um uh, all right, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, lady, because, uh, you know, they've been people have been talking about, like, corporate jobs, saying that we're all family. And I think that makes a lot of sense because I hate my family. I do. So 
Every minute when I'm with them, I'm like, I sh I want to leave or poop or as much as long as possible. Anyway, um, uh, and it's just like I I've been thinking like about that, and then you know the idea that like uh, people say mom is the hardest job in the world, and I just don't think it's really a job. You know, if I had to work a job where my success was contingent upon me loving people, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna fail this job. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm horrible at my job. You know what I do when I go to a job? I steal from that job. I sleep with my coworkers. You can't do that as a parent. You know, I'm just saying, don't fuck your kids. Is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just saying there's only one way out of parenthood, all right? Death. That's it. You or them, you choose. You pick one. Um, <laughs> oh, here's something. Uh, I, I My uh, uncle didn't want to get vaccinated, and... Uh, he now he blames every every possible ill in the world on somebody getting vaccinated. The other day we were he's like Detroit Lions they had to carry a guy off the field. He was vaccinated. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it was like he got his head smashed in by a linebacker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't the vaccine, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he was like. Man, you, you, our cousin, your cousin, he got vaccinated, and then he lost his job. He's been sick all the time. He lost all this weight. I'm like, he's on meth. What the fuck are you talking about? None of these are vaccine problems. He just repeats everything is the vaccine. He brings it up constantly. It's so fucking annoying. I had other family members who hesitated, but they at least got vaccinated. One guy, because The Rock did, but I feel like... I mean, I guess I get that. The Rock knows a lot about injections, you know? Um, yeah, vaccines, HGH, steroids, mostly. Uh, what'd you say? No, no, no. He's clearly on steroids. Holy shit. Has anybody looked at The Rock recently? He's 55 years old and 275 pounds of lean muscle mass. That is... I can't do that now, all right? Okay, well, not that we have the same genetics, but still, you get it. It's not because he's... Um, God, I forgot the island. Anyway, uh, what else was going to say? Oh, this is the other thing. You know, I'm curious, uh, if, how many of you would have got vaccinated as soon as possible if, uh, Trump had the vaccine? Was that? Make some noise. Yeah, that, thank you. Yeah, a couple of people. Most of us probably wouldn't, right? We'd be like, it'd be named the trunk vaccine. You'd have to get it injected in your pussy. That'd be the way to do it. Um, all right, that was a strong way to end. <laughs> thank you very much. Kelly Evans, everyone. Huzzah. All right, we have seven comedians left, and we're moving along. Your next comedian. I finally know who she is. Yay, put your hands together for Candy B. Steele. Woo! This is I. This is I. This is I. Joke. I just joke workshop, but only the first people get the workshop. But if you need notes from me, just know this is really workshopping up here. Okay, so take those notes, give them to me. I'll get them. I was on my way. This is not the joke or workshop. I was just need to tell you this. I was trying to park, and <sighs> there was poop. Human, clearly human poop, in the only parking spot that I could find, and I had to do this like calculation that was like, is it worth it to get human poop on the tires of my husband's Subaru? It's probably like 
Like, the, like it's already, the tires of the Subaru are already pretty gross. But I just think it's fucked up that I have to do that calculation. And then I'm sitting here and listening to all of the homeless, every single one of us has told a homeless joke so far. And I just want to mention, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, clap for yourself. You told homeless jokes. The scary one. That was the guy who told the scary homeless jokes, just so you guys know. Um, the, but, like, this is a solvable problem. We don't have to poop on street. We uh, so this is just a PSA. That's all. This is not a joke. We don't have to poop on streets. This is a solvable. We don't have to have homeless people. It's a thing we fucking chose. Okay. Um, so you might be able to tell I've been suffering from mania lately. Um, and I and the way I know one of the ways I, I I've been it's been kind of an adventure to figure out like when am I manic and when am I not manic? It feels like maybe all the time I'm manic. <laughs> And um, one of the ways I know when I'm manic is when I'm watching porn, I'm like, holy shit, this is a good script. These actors are fucking talented. And there's like social commentary. Ha there was like a threesome happening. There was a white couple and then a, a woman of color was like, I don't know, their nanny or something employed by them. And there was something that was, I don't know, I was definitely manic, right? Because that, ha has porn gotten better? Do I need to know about this? Because I used to be a playwright, and I didn't know that was like a path I could pursue. Not too late, though. Okay, here's another porn-related commentary. Um, my boyfriend, hope he's not listening. My husband informed me that um, TikTok is now going to have like a, a porn section, and I am stoked. That I mean, right? This is great news. This is technology giving us what we need. So if we can solve all our porn needs, we've got to be able to solve this shit on the street problem. I mean, let's talk to the TikTok people. Okay, these are the actual jokes. Yeah, I'm at, now I'm down, I'm down to the that I wanted to tell. Those were just like, you guys were talking. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, poop on street, homeless jokes. The SF comedy scene is clearly traumatized. <laughs> Because all we can tell are come. Oh, I'm not even gonna get to the jokes, Pam. That's okay. That's okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Get to the joke. The um, oh, but I just wanted to say, like, the reason that must be why you all repeat all your jokes every time you come up here is because you're so traumatized by the homelessness of San Francisco. That didn't kill. The San the comics don't like that. Um, okay, here's the joke I'm trying to tell, which is something about. There's two of them. One of them. Both of them are about like white people coming to America and then indigenous people. And the first joke goes, <coughs> the first joke goes like they're translating shit and they're like, look, this is a pumpkin. And they're like, oh yeah, we call that pumpkin, but you know, in a different language. Oh, look, this is a shoe. And they're like, oh yeah, we call that shoe. And then they're doing, they're like, okay, and this is what you get what they do in the United States. Like, they're doing something like that. And then, the Native American people are like, oh, yeah, religion. We have sun. We have trees. And they're like, you don't get it. You, <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't get it. We'll teach you. That's such a shitty way to <laughs> interact with people you just met. You're like, no, nah, I'm sorry. You don't understand what we're talking about. Okay, that's, so that's the one joke. And then the second joke, which is pretty unexpected, is that the Native Americans um, are actually didn't get, like, pushed off their land. They were, like, tired of the white people. And they just left. They were like, oh, my God, these white people have this fucking scarcity mindset, and they're hoarding everything, even though we live in this place where there is way more than we need. 
So fine, we'll just leave them because they keep taking our stuff. White people want to take that land too. And they're like, okay, fine. They, they gave us gold. Gold, sure, nice. And then they come back and they're like, actually, we want that land drawn <laughs> again. And they're like, wait, why did like, we get rid of these stamps? And they're like, and this time they give them green paper. <laughs> and they're like, you actually made this up. This is green paper. Sorry, Sam, thank you. Yell at me, okay? Thank you. Bye. Hey, I didn't want to yell at you, Candy Steel. Yay. I also learned a lot this week about the Washoe tribe. We'll have a good conversation about it. It'll be fun. They tried to help this, the Donner Party, and the Donner Party shot at them. They were trying, the Washoe tribe was trying to give them a dead deer, and they were like trying to help them because they knew they were starving. And then the dumb white people shot at them. <laughs> anyway, the Donner Party didn't have to eat each other. They could have just listened to the fucking Indians. I mean, Native Americans. God, I'm so racist. I, it just, it's, it's just ingrained in everything. Your next comedian, everybody put your hands together for Sam West. Yay! What's up, everybody? The social awkwardness of getting up too early to come to the stage is way worse than potentially bombing. Holy shit, I'm glad to be here. I was inside doing chores all goddamn day. All day. I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore. But today I was trying to vacuum. I fucked it up. Headphones were so loud, didn't hear the vacuum was off the whole time. Like, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. My dad and I are really close. Him and I, single father, real good father-son bond. He was always there for me. I remember one time I woke up and caught the monster under my bed masturbating. Did what any terrified child would do, called out to my dad. Dad, dad. He came so fast. I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know? Like, I want the strings attached. Why only fuck puppets? I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week because he kept saying kinky shit during sex. He kept saying, I'm a real boy. My girlfriend and I wanted to get a dog, but we didn't think we were ready, so we adopted a highway. We had to put it down. It was horrible. Got run over by a car. <laughs> I'm down with progressivism, but I can't keep up with the acronyms, you know? Like, I was on on board with LGBTQ, right? POTUS, losing me a little bit. We used to say the President of the United States, you know? GOTUS, I'm starting to fall off, you know? Like, all right, just the court is cool with me, you know? I really got lost, because we used to just say transgender Ukrainian people of color. Now, now it's Tupac. <laughs> My girlfriend, needs me to be more inclusive. So I started doing DIY projects. I like creative DIY. So I put a bunch of braille on my windows describing the view outside. And now my blinds feel included. My parents broke up when I was little. My dad caught my mom cheating. And I think it's really dramatic to ruin a nice family over a board game. I'm losing my eyesight, losing it fast. I work on the computer. I stare at a screen all day. 
And that's how I know my porn addiction is getting really out of control. I'm very white, if you can't tell. From Vermont, which is northeast, about as far as you can get from San Francisco in Caconus. Darkest thing to come out of Vermont, grade A maple syrup. Statistically, Vermont is the whitest state. I think it goes back and forth with Maine. You know, one family goes over the border to get their groceries. You know. I think part of puberty growing up in such a white place is acting like you're not white. I'll put it that way. Right? Like, hear me, hear me here, and I'm not saying this is good, okay? When I was a freshman in high school, we all played basketball. We all had Vince Carter jerseys, Air Jordans. None of us could fucking dunk. We had one kid. His name was David. He was 6'11". He dunked it senior year. Whole town had an event, went crazy for him. All right, <laughs> I got it there. Thanks, everybody. Sam West, everyone. Wait, were you the kid dunking? Because you're hella tall. And you can't, you can't, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I have no idea how tall people are. <laughs> That's 6'11". Everybody, Sam West, yay. Uh, your next comedian, we're moving right along. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Kava to sing, yay! So, I don't do one-night stands anymore. Okay, I, I had one one-night stand, uh, and it was my last. I met a guy at a bar. Uh, he was 34, um, and I was like, yes! I was 22, okay? So I was like, yes, like I found a sexpert. You know, anytime he was like close to finishing early, he would do a minute of Lamaze. You know, like I, I thought I hit the jackpot. Um, and then, so we go home together, and, um, you know, like we're doing foreplay, and I don't know, having sex with him was like making a sand castle because he was getting like swimming through my fingers and it was it was rough like you, you know I was just like I was like um what, what did I do I was just like I was like working the dough you know I was like working the dough working the dough working the dough and I was like oh my god like I'm tired this is really hard and so I eventually told I mean it's not hard but I told him I was like look dude I really don't think it's working like I've seen sourdough sourdough starters like rise quicker than this and he eventually was like, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I should tell you that I've been really stressed lately because my brother is, uh, has cancer. Oh. I knew this was too good to be true, you know? Like, like he was 34. He was supposed to be a sexpert, you know? And he looked like a block of ice. And it turns out this chiseled, like, I'm cute. I'm not hot. And this guy, like, I know my place, you know? And, and this freaking chiseled block of ice was just looking to be held, you know? So I was kind of disappointed. Um, but it's okay. It's, it, it was fine. Um, also, by the laws of the one-night one stand, he could have said anything else. Like, it was the whiskey, you know, or... I have no interest in you. Um, and I think any of those would have been preferred alternatives. Um, but we continued anyway. Like, he was like, he was like, oh, I, I feel bad. I feel like I killed the mood. And I was like, yes, cancer kind of has that effect. Um, and then he, like, tried to go down on me. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be really bad. Because uh, it was like someone took a vacuum and, like, sucked out of, sucked all the optimism out of my pussy. Uh so I was like, oh, what do I do? Think of something sexy. Think of something sexy. I was like, oh, the first time that I got a library card. Like, yes. 
Um, and then I was like, okay, we got the faucet running. Um, and then he was like, okay, two fingers or three? And I was like, four. Where do you think I throw my library cards? And then, you know, like, it was, it was fine. It was okay. Like, after we were just, like, lying down together, you know, I, like, completely resigned. And I, I didn't want to be so judgmental. Um, so I was like, so your brother, uh, does his dick work, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, no, I obviously didn't say that. I wanted to be supportive. Uh, so he was, he was basically like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't like, this is a lot that I'm dumping on you. And I feel like I haven't like, like I, you probably don't relate. And I was like, oh, I, t I totally relate. You know, like I've struggled too. Uh, you know, if my mom, like if, if I change my major one more time, my mom's going to kill me. Um, cause, cause I was 21 and he was 34. This is great. I'm just <laughs> rambling. <laughs> this is, this is a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Covetousing, everyone. That was like a time warp. I thought we were like, this was last night, and then you were 21. I was like, we're in a time warp. Yeah. Doodly, doodly, doodly. It was fun. Everybody, covetousing. Yay. We have a couple comedians left. Your next comedian. It's his first time here. Put your hands together for Jonathan Yang. Oh, th that would be nice. That would be, that's how these things work. So I'm a pretty f philosophical person. The other day I was thinking back about something my high school teacher, Mr. Simon, uh, told us, well, told me. We weren't in class. We were just in bed together. But he said, how many holes does a straw have? How many holes does a straw have? What do you guys think? Some say one, some say two. I don't know. I think it's one. Um, but there's a there's a healthy debate about it, and apparently we all came from these organisms, mouth and anus. We call them manus animals, manus. Um, and the sea cucumber is a remaining ancestor of this manus. Um, you know, it's a pretty wonderful wondrous organism. They have, uh, there are other organisms live inside of its asshole. Because it's such a beautiful asshole that they just like live inside of it. And I thought, why? Lucky bastards. Because uh, I'm pretty infatuated with holes, or one hole in particular. Um, I talk about them a lot. Um, and that is the asshole. But if it's if it's an asshole and a mouth, I, I, I just feel like it's one thing, you know? People are kind of grossed out when I say I love to eat asshole for hours. Uh, they're kind of grossed out by it. But, you know, if a straight guy comes up here and says he eats pussy for hours, you guys would be so congratulatory. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not this crowd. Um, so, yeah. Assholes, you know, gays really, really have a... Uh, a whole culture around assholes, as you can imagine. Um, we call them bussies. They're boy pussies. Bussies. So, 
Yeah, I'm killing it today. Um, okay, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> oh, this is something that funny that happened. Um, probably not funny. Um, the security guard in my job today, I needed a, I needed, um, a temporary badge because I left mine at home and he's like, you know, Jonathan, I really want to ask you, how do you speak English so well? Like what? It's been a while since I've gotten semi-racist comments like that in San Francisco. And he was, he, you know, he was very genuine, so I didn't want to school him or anything. But, you know... It takes me back to my Chicago days. Like people just assume you're supposed to sound a certain way. Uh, so that's about it. That's all I had today. Thank you. Yay! Jonathan Yang doesn't sound like he's from Chicago. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little. He didn't even talk about deep dish pizza once. Uh, your next comedian. He's also new to the room. He I don't know his last name, but put your hands together for Ali. Yay! going on guys um i am new to san francisco yeah yeah um so like i love all the homeless talk because like that was like the first i got here i was like like dude this is the olympics of homeless people like they are like having fun out here like it's almost too fun to be homeless and they run the sh they run the city like i got in here and i saw you guys and i was like fuck they got the homeless they got the open mic like they're all Okay, but uh, kidding. <laughs> I'm from Michigan, all right, and uh, you know Michigan had like the whole ca like capital was overthrown by like some crazy people, and uh, I'm pretty sure that was planned in a room that was just like this. <laughs> like, walked in here, I was like, all right, we're overthrowing some shit tonight, or someone's inciting a rally. Um, <laughs> no, this is a sick room. I really like this place. But anyways, I grew up Muslim, and I have a theory that it's more difficult to be a kid who's Muslim than an adult, because as a kid, you don't know what to believe, but as an adult, you kind of just, you, you believe what you believe, you just, you know? Like, Monday to Friday, I was in school hanging out with all these white kids, and then Saturday, I go to religious school, and they teach me about how those same white kids are going to burn in hell one day. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, when I was a kid... 9-11 happened, and all over the news, Osama bin Laden. I need to find Osama bin Laden. Like, Osama bin Laden's a bad guy. And I was like, and, like, I go to the mosque with my dad, and, like, the head guy comes out, and I'm like, fuck, I think we got him. <laughs> That's him right there. My dad's like, shut the fuck up. Please stop talking. <laughs> um, my dad, you know, uh, he taught me something recently. So you guys ever meet an immigrant person who's, like, really into Trump it's it's odd right it's like it's like dude what um, but I think I get it now because you know my dad he's from India came here and he always hits me with the like you know he struggled so hard to get you to have like a successful life and you know do what you want all right yeah cool cool that fires me up so I was interviewing for a job the other day and uh, the head guy comes on he's like the executive it's the last interview or whatever He's this Indian dude from Bangalore, just like phoning in virtually, thicker Indian accent than my dad. And I'm like, Dad, you know that whole struggle step? Like, this guy completely skipped that. They're coming to our country. 
They're taking our jobs, Dad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, I got one more. All right. Um, I have a pretty boring life, so when I use Instagram, I'm not really posting anything. I'm just kind of scrolling, which catches up to you after a while because it's like you're learning a lot about other people, and they have no idea what the hell's going on in your life. Like, I ran into my ex-girlfriend a few years ago in Chicago, and she was like, you're in Chicago? Like, since when? And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure it was like a month after your family's trip to Italy last year. Uh, like, by the time you did that girls weekend in Vegas, like, we were all, I was all moved into Chicago, so, what's up? <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Yay, Ellie! Let your ex-girlfriend know she can stalk you by listening to you at www.mutinyradio.fm. Yay! Yeah, uh, your next comedian has been so patient. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! I should have been a better audience member. Um, I talked through all of your sets. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, oh, I'm really... Um, I, uh, I'm nervous saying my name. Like, for a long time, I was. I thought, like... I don't know, like, I was nervous I was pronouncing it wrong, or, like, <laughs> I was, like, mumbling too much, and so, um, I sometimes would just tell people my ma- my name is, um, and it's not, it's Brett, but <laughs> I would tell people it's Tina, because it was easier. Uh, I was once at a party, and I said, uh, my name is Brett, and the person I was talking to was, like, got it, and then we walked over to a group of people, and they were, like, this is Brett. And everyone was like, Brad, that's a crazy name. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Um, I wanted to be like, I'm not Brad, you're Brad, you know, because that's like a mean thing to call other people. <laughs> like, I don't, you don't think of like healthy people as Brad. But anyway, I, and then um, I was talking to someone and they asked for my Instagram and I showed them and it was my real name, Brad, and they're like, that's not your name isn't Brett, it's Brett. And I was like, yeah, I just lied. And it was comfortable. Um, okay, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, ch- I was trying to make a hair appointment. And uh, you know when you haven't done something in a long time, you're like, oh, am I weird? Or is this a bad situation? Like, or is the other person weird? Like, uh on the phone and I was like hi and the guy was like uh uh hello like I'd like to make an appointment and he's like uh okay uh that's okay uh I need to find a pen I was like okay he's like um I'm gonna give you a number and you need to send pictures to this number I was like okay (laughs) so he sent a bunch of pictures of my hair to the number and I think I'm getting my hair done next I really hope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Is that normal? Has anyone else ever had to send pictures? Hey, cool, it's cool. <laughs> it's fine. Um, great. Uh, I, <laughs> um, when I was younger, uh, Growing up, I wasn't allowed to have an opinion uh, unless I had, like, enough of a good reason to have that opinion. 
like uh, in elementary school, like people would ar- would always ask you, like, what's your favorite color? And I always was like, what are they playing at? You know, like what what are they trying to get me to admit? And um, and so I would pra- I was like, it's yellow, and uh, it's and it's because it's bright. Because if I ever s- if my parents asked, they'd be like, why? And then I'd have to have a reason. Um, I don't know if this is funny or just sad. Uh, and <laughs> so I like I remember thinking really hard about it, and and I don't want to do the rest because it's not funny. Okay, thank you, Pam. One sec. Let me try. Oh, oh no, I'm gonna try something else. Uh, okay, my parents are very supportive though. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I my roommate made a bunch of cookies. She left them out for everyone. She said anyone can have any of the cookies. And I ate all of the cookies. And um, and then she sent this passive-aggressive text being like, whoever ate all the cookies, like, what I meant was you could have some, not all of them. And I told my mom, and she was like, well, what you need to do is you need to go to a bakery, to buy some cookies for her, and you need to shove them up her ass. Because she sounds awful. <laughs> and I liked that that is something my mom said. Okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> If you want, I can make you some pot cookies, but don't tell her there's weed in them and it'll trip her shit out. I would never, I would never, I, everyone should always know when you're taking drugs. I'm sorry. I just advocated giving people drugs without consent. That's not cool. Don't do that. Always tell your mom when you're giving her weed cookies. Your next, is, has anyone seen Jason King? Okay, Kyle Morrissey's here. Everybody, Kyle Morrissey, yay! <laughs> Um, I started a new job recently, and I I hate how every time I start a new job, they make me watch the the sexual harassment training videos. Um, I mean they make everybody watch them, not just me. I didn't do anything, but it's mandatory. You know, I didn't no, I didn't like join my first Zoom meeting. Like, look how excited I am to be here. You know, I uh, I hate the sexual harassment training videos because. According to these videos, workplace representation has come such a long way. But every time they show the office pervert, they s- he still they always still suspiciously look a lot like me, like like a older, balder, more divorced version of me. And so now I'm kind of like invested in this guy. I'm kind of rooting for him. I I'm like, look, man, you have an office crush. That's fine. You didn't develop any healthy relationships in college, and so. And th- the only social life you have is at work, and and I want this guy, want this guy to win. But then it, they al- he always goes and does something stupid. Like he'll say to the intern, like, "Hey, what's up, Melissa? I got a big deadline for you." And it's like, "Come on, man! I would never say that. At least try giving her a kiss or something." Uh, like, you know, I hate those videos. Um, they uh, they always, the the writing in them is so corny. Um. I, they kind of look like porn. <laughs> the 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 office sexual harassment training videos are as corny as the beginning of like a work porn video. It's it's I can't. It's like like one of them just looks like what the guy in the video would want thirty seconds after the first video. It's like that's just this is just an extension of what this guy is thinking in this video. It how, where's that gonna go? Uh, I don't know. Um. I I think a uh, drug education was bad growing up. They y- you could never really convey 
why you should be concerned about drugs. You just had to go. I just had to go and find out myself. Like when I was in high school, my favorite show was The Simpsons. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And then my freshman year of college, I tried acid, and then I never laughed at that show again. I never – something happened. I don't know what happened, but I tried watching it again, and, and every time I afterwards, I'd just be like, damn, maybe life is a cartoon. <laughs> life do be making you feel like you have four fingers sometimes. Uh, I, was, uh, I was coddled growing up. I – even back then, I, I, I knew it was bullshit. I wasn't buying it. Um, my, my parents would always say, like, you're the best son a parent could ever ask for. And even back then, I'd be like, do you have citations? Like, are, are other parents corroborating this? Because then that would make a difference. If, 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 if a friend's dad came up to me, it was just like, I love you. Like, that would... Then I'd be like, all right, maybe mom and dad are onto something. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they do know something about myself that I don't know yet. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we could, yeah, we could give it a shot. Um. I uh, I'm creepy. Uh. Um. I don't li- like. I don't mind that part. It's how people categorize it. Like sometimes, uh, you know, just as like a weird fucking white dude with sallow cheekbones. Uh. You just get, you know, you get a lot of like, like, I get a lot of like, oh, mass shooter, and, and that's offensive to me. I, I got serial killer once, and I was like, that's more of a compliment. That, like, because at least you think I have relationships with people. Like, at least you think, like, I, got, I get the benefit of the doubt. Like, that dude, serial killers get invited to barbecues. I get invited to barbecues. Fuck you. <laughs> I bring my own chili. All right. Oh, that's the end of the whole mic, isn't it? <laughs> Yay, Kyle Morrissey! But it's not, it's not, it's not, because we're kind of holding time for Jason King, because Jason King is on his way. And so I'm just going to do one new joke in hopes that Jason King comes. But you can leave. But Jason King, I hope that Jason is coming, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell one more joke, and then we'll hopefully he comes. Yay. You don't have to. I know you guys all want to go to the Condor. It was really fun last week, and it really is fun. And you guys should go, and it's a great show. It really is. I totally understand. I'm just burning time for Jason King. I'm just gonna do like one new thing of material, and then if he doesn't show up, then I feel terrible for him. And then, do are you going to Geary? Or do you want to take all the buses together? Okay, that's cool. So for the people that are still here, and this is exciting. I did. I was being very white lady, and I was hiking. I went on a hiking. Thank you. I did a very white thing, and my friend has Lululemon pants, and do you know why they cost $120? Cause you can't get a camel toe in them. That's the only reason why I spelunked that whole shit out. I was like, why does Lululemon cost so much money? Why would it be $120 for a pair of yoga pants? Please tell me. And now I know, no matter what position you're in, you have no camel toe. Lululemon pants make you look like you are a, a Grecian goddess. Uh, even if you're almost 50. It's amazing. Okay, so my friend is very rich, and she has Lululemon pants. She also has, like, a, a condo up at Donner Lake. So, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to Donner Lake. We have to go to the museum. She's like, we're going on a hiking vacation. I'm like, yes, hiking. Every day we're going to go on a hike. 
and we're going to hike along the places where the people ate each other and died in the snow. Ha <laughs> ha, why didn't they eat? So this is my first question. Before I even learned about it, my questions, I was like, there's a lake there and there and there. In the winter, what happens to the fish? Nothing. You just have to ice fish. So the fish are under the big. You've got to dig in, and then you fish for the fish. There's food. Also, haha, pine nuts. There's pine cones everywhere. There's pine nuts that has fat. It has protein. There are pine nuts. So here's the thing. The dumb Americans are like, we got to get money. Here's the thing. Capitalism. Here's, this is my, okay. So these are all these, these are these fucking idiot capitalists. They're like, we want money. We have lots of money. I'm a cabinet maker, and we're the Donner Party. Woo! And they, okay, so the Donner Party was this one guy, and he was like 60. He was old. He was doing like a cross-trek thing. And they left from Illinois. They were the last community to leave. And they said, you might be leaving too late. You heard this winter's going to be a rough one. And they left anyway. And they're like, this is so easy. They were following the tracks, la, la, la. And then they're like, ooh, it's getting cold. We heard about this cutoff. Let's do this thing that's never been tried. These idiots that have no idea. The hubris of rich capitalists would have gone. We're taking our horses across the land. That, ha, ha, ha. And then they get to the mountains. And they're lifting their thing. Okay, it's so funny. So they get, they get to Donner Lake, which is so beautiful. And they built this monument, and it's like, so the snowdrifts that year were as high as where the bottom of the... <laughs> so there's all of these people from Illinois who have no idea how to... There was... Ha! Okay, this is the part of the joke. This is the joke that's so funny. This is the thing. So all these idiots, these capitalist idiots are like, we got to get gold! And they're trying to get there, and they're trying, and they're just failing. They went the wrong way. They listened to this one guy. And then they got in a fight, and they kicked out this one guy, and they banished him. But the, he got to Sutter's Fort on his own. He brought back the rescue party. Ha <laughs> ha! The guy they banned. Anyways, it's such a good story. But the both best part of the story is that they were camping. They were living for that winter, and it's this lake where the Washoe Indians every year, the Native Americans, I'm such a dick, that's where they would, like, party every summer. They would go up there and they would fish. They would have barbecues and parties. They would dry their fish and they'd get all their stuff. They'd collect all their stuff and then they'd go down to the deserts during the winters and they just, they were up there like, ah. And some of them lived up there and they, okay, so the people are dying and they're scared and all this stuff's happening. And they were like giving them rabbit flesh and like wild potatoes and like putting them in places. And the white dummies are like, what's this? Well, I guess we can eat this. So in the middle of the winter, they come to try to help the dumb white people, and they have a carcass. They've killed a deer for them. And they come up to the camp, and the white people shot at them, <laughs> trying to save them. <laughs> and they shot at them. I'm sorry. I hate America. I'm like, I would have been like, the watcher. I was like, you've got food. Are we buddies? Like, we could figure it out. We're going to hang out in the snow together. The pine nuts, there was all this... And so they came back in the middle of the winter to help them again to check it out because they just lived there or whatever. They're like, yeah, we live here in the winter. You know, we hunt the squirrels and the birds and stuff, whatever. We live here. We've saved all our nuts and we've got dried fish. Let's hang out and play cards or whatever. I don't know. They've been, they've been there for 2,000 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then the dumb white people are there and they're like. So uh, oh, they shot at them and then something else. Um, no, it's, uh, oh, they came back and they were like, oh shit, they're eating each other. These white people are super fucking evil. <laughs> and then they said, we're not messing with them ever again. Because they actually had to resort. 
that's the whole great thing. Didn't have to resort to cannibalism. Anyway, okay. Capitalism's bad, and <laughs> thanks for trying. Thank you guys for waiting. I'm uh, Jason's not coming. Thanks for listening to my TED talk. Thank you. That was yeah. Everybody, we're all gonna go to Geary Club next, probably. Thank you for being here. You're the smarty pants person. You come up with smart things. We'll have to have interesting conversations. And thank you all for being here. And you're new, and that's great, Ali. You're the coolest. And um, so, like, you're Indian, but you were like, did you do Pakistani or whatever, right? You were like, they did. We're, we're, we, I don't. Who knows? They were like, hey, you were this, and now you're that. Go this way, right? If you trip. What's it called? It's called generational trauma. <laughs> I'm so white that I'm like, I'm going to write a series of poems about the Native Americans, and I'm going to do land acknowledgments. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book of poetry called Land Acknowledgments, and I'm going to research all of the Native American tribes that were in the areas that I've lived in in California, because I've only lived in California. So I'm going to take all the places I've lived, Danville over there with the Mount Diablo, Davis, I'm going to look in all the places of San Diego that I've lived in, and I'm going to take those tribes, I'm going to research those tribes, and then I'm going to write a land acknowledgement because I've lived where they live. I feel like as a white lady, it's my duty to, like, fucking be like, I know no one else is going to say, like, I'm so sorry for taking your shit, bro, but, like, I want to know about the tribes that lived here before me that I'm stealing their fucking land, and they were eating all the nasturtiums and all the cool things. I don't know. I don't know if we like give a nod to our ancestors, even if they weren't ours. Like I'm like, like land acknowledgments. I'm so white. That's the thing that I feel guilty about bringing it up because I'm the white lady. I'm like oh, the white lady talking about like the next will be like oh she's making headdresses out of no I'm not a, trying to appropriate anything. I'm trying to apologize and reparations for all the people and everything could be free. Money is not real. See y'all at Gary. Here I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, 
fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength, and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior that drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I say? Panel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Leftio Duels, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a wholesome leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters have broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got a mutiny, mutiny radio. Got a mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got a mutiny, mutiny radio. Got a mutiny radio, my friend. of subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions, go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022.
The seventh annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you, San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madame Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the seventh annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
song. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Back once again, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. As you can tell from that fantastic theme song, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hiya, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, I I really wanted you to be on the show on Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great. Glad to have you as a uh, guest once again. Yeah. Thank you very much. Glad. Happy to start the show off like this every week. Every week we are here on mutinyradio.fm. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm. Join us. Listen to us first as we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, you could kick back earlier in the afternoon or you could kick back later in the afternoon. What the fuck do I care? But we also are a podcast. So you don't even have to stream, although it would help. Yeah. Uh, it would help. God, how passive-aggressive is that? We are at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, reason why we bring up the acronym up front. That's how you can find us on the podcast. And we have a fantastic YouTube channel with the same acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. We would love for you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. You could turn off the sound in the movie. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right. Listen Just to us. Just James Marsden. And, uh, yeah. So we are going to watch this movie, and usually these are movies I read about, had no access to, had to go by what the book said. But now they're on YouTube. So I don't have to search for it. I could just watch it. It's a miracle. Yeah. The whole fetish, I love fetishizing stuff. I have a collection of physical media right here looking at me back. Maybe I don't want to go for a search. Maybe I just want to see this movie, not read about it. Carl, what is this movie this week? Today we will watch a movie that doesn't quite fit with that description because you weren't young when it came out. No. Accidental Love 2015. Accidental Whoa. Love. Mm-hmm. Accidental Love 2015? Yeah, anything with the 20 kind of doesn't fit your, you know, I used to read about it as a kid. No, but I read about this on AV Club. Okay, so today the legacy Back, continues. Yeah, in 2006 I read about this. It was it was made in 2008, believe it or not. I read um, about it two years before it was made. <laughs> call me a liar? <laughs> not to your face. Okay, so in the YouTube search engine, you put in accidental, which okay. is spelled like the word accidental, love, L-O-V-E, 2015. And the channel we like, Accidental Love 2015, is online movie. Oh, that's exactly what I like, online movies. I'm going to subscribe to this channel. It's very okay. descriptive to what is going on. We will be watching a movie. We'll be online. Online movies provides that service for you. So here's what we need you to do. We want you to find a device that has your YouTube on it. Go to their search engine. Type in Accidental Love 2015. You'll find a version hosted by online movies. It's Kind of redundant. Yes. Click the link, but hit pause 
Move your timer to zero, zero, zero. We want to watch this movie all at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With and you. Carl, Carl's kind of being modest every week. He's yeah. Guess. Maybe I need to stop that bit already. No. What? What? <laughs> what? Stop a bit? No. Beat it to death every week. Uh, yeah. Carl has written. Carl wrote the theme song. Carl has researched this movie. He's going to provide a. Uh, uh, guidance as we watch at the same time, and he's also spoken to a celebrity comedian I who have. is going to do a celebrity comedian countdown. And when the next celebrity comedian says go, press go. And it's actually going to be really interesting. I don't even have a chance to listen to it beforehand, but Carl has delved deep into this next comedian. The Carl, take it away. Me, yeah, this guy, this next guy's from Tibet. You're going to love him. We Tibet, have New Jersey. Well, Tibet, which county? Bur Bergen? It's, it's Sussex, Sussex County. Yes. Sussex County. Tibet, New Jersey. Okay, take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Cassidy O'Malley. Welcome, Hello. Cassidy. Now, you, my dear, are super new to comedy. I mean, it's been like two seconds. Like, tell me the story, how you got into it, how long ago, and What's up that made you want to do this? Okay, Carl. So I feel like you, you've seen me at my, my first spot, Scotty's. Uh -huh. I see you there from time to time. So as corny as it sounds, um, doing comedy was actually always in the back of my mind, like kind of corny, my little girl dream. Like my dad, he's a big comedy fan. He always like, we grew up, like, he showed me Monty Python, his favorite comedians, like, and my dad's hysterical, too, so it was always just, like, there, and my entire family, I mean, we're a big Irish family, we got alcoholics, we got everything, <laughs> we have a lot of big personalities in one room, to say the least, so, I mean, everyone's always cracking jokes, and... Yeah, I just never had, for lack of a better word, the cojones to mm -hmm. get up on stage. And then I graduated college, was kind of just in like a weird, it was still kind of COVID, kind of not, but I was just really itching to like do something that it's I was- really that recent, like 2021, 2022? This past December, it hasn't even been a year, Carl. Wow! And oh, also, um, in the midst, I did that class at Scotty's. I'm kind of embarrassed to say. I know, like, comedians get shit on for, like, taking a comedy class. But uh -huh. I just figured, I saw the sign. I was literally driving, saw the sign. I was like, you know what? This is my chance because I can do it in secret. I can get in there, see if I have any skill at this. And if I suck, no one will know, right? Uh -huh. I'm like, this is perfect. And did the class. Actually, the class was great, too. Like, I loved it. It's Chip and, Ambrosio we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Shout out, okay. Chip. Great mm -hmm. guy. We're doing a fundraiser there, too, September 22nd. He'll be hosting. Okay. So definitely come through if you're not busy. Um, So I did the class. And, like, literally from there on out, like, I was addicted. Like, I was like, let's do mics. Like, Let's go. So well, how were you at the showcase? How was the reaction to you at the showcase? Did you kill? Um, pretty good. I didn't invite a single person, which I know that definitely made Chip um and the rest of the class annoyed. But I was like, guys, like, 
I don't know what I'm doing. My biggest thing, even to this day, I'm super self-conscious, inviting friends and family. Like I enjoy, I'm sure you can relate. Like, I mean, I don't know. I enjoy performing for like strangers, like people Mm -hmm. I don't know. I find it kind of distracting when there are like your best friends per se in like the front row, which I mean, I love it. I want everyone to come. But like for me as a performer, it is kind of a little distracting. Can you relate to that at all? Yeah, can you get nervous? You have yourself, you're distracted yeah. by the, um, uh, you're self-conscious. And when you get up there, it's like, if they're strangers, it kind of doesn't matter because they're not going to see you again. And they don't know who you are, so you could be anything for them. Exactly. All and Carl, I'm 24, like, I fucking love my friends, but, like, some people have never been to a comedy show in their life. You know what I mean? Like, I got to give the girls a little pep talk. Like, yo, like, no phones, no chatter, like, no, like, mm-hmm. no getting, like, absolutely wasted. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Sometimes me as, like, one, a performer, and two, just kind of a micromanager, I'm like, ooh, it's a little added stress that, uh-huh. like, adds to the stress of performing, you know? What was your major? Because I know you came from a place in which comedy was common in your household. Like, was mm. your major anything to do with, like... My major was basketball. Basketball. So it was... That's <laughs> kind of performing. My actual major was... um. Oh, you're I was a communications about. major, which is, like, the classic. That um, is... Yeah. Okay. But really, I just was, like, kind of phoning it in in college. I went to Ithaca mm-hmm. College, like, loved it there, played mm-hmm. basketball... And then even crazier, Carl, also another secret I don't tell comics, but it's out here now. I have my MBA, uh-huh. which is like crazy. I was actually working on a bit about this, but I do have my master's in entertainment and media management. So I feel like I'm very much so like kind of in a way utilizing a lot of the skills I got there now doing comedy, you know? So if you're 24, you must have graduated and gone straight into the master's immediately. Yeah, because it was COVID. Uh-huh. So did you do it online, I guess? Because... Yeah, so um, we did. Actually, they had it set up really nicely for us in which we could... I was still in Ithaca... I decided to do it, yeah, basically even before I officially graduated because I was a marketing major and, like, I really figured out through internships and stuff that, like, I really did not like that world. Like, it was Uh just kind of fucking corny in my eyes of just, like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't into it. I had two sort of internships, and then I saw the entertainment and media management, like, option to get my master's I'm like that's for me because I love pop culture I love entertainment movies tv it is just it's like what really does get me like excited to go and like learn about that kind of stuff the marketing like I said I mean in college I was just kind of like I'm a social butterfly at heart like I'm coming to class and just like chit chat like what's up Mm-hmm. And I mean, the communications major was great. It gave me like great public speaking skills, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, marketing, like I kind of like came to the conclusion. I'm like, I'm not that into this. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't because you're bullshitting people. That That isn't the reason it turns you oh, off. No. Right? Okay. I'm good at bullshitting people. Uh-huh. Okay. You know that. Now, I was going to go on to ask you about 
how you're getting booked so much because I see you on Facebook and Instagram. Not Facebook. You really don't do Facebook. I see nah. you on Instagram, and you're promoting the shows that are coming up with um, uh, what Mike Lauro and um, I, I forget exactly. But but no how is it that you're getting booked so quickly? I mean, you do well at the open mics. Is that where people are giving you these offers? I think this honestly goes back to our previous point of bullshitting, Carl. Like, I feel like it looks like I'm getting booked left and right. <laughs> but, like, I only have, like, one show booked for September. Like, it's not that crazy. Uh -huh. It's not like I'm I, – I don't even have a consistent show every week. Like, okay. I mean, I wish I did. But, yeah, I think, like you were saying, I just kind of have a bit more social media knowledge than the mm -hmm. average comic not like no disrespect to any mm -hmm. comics but like i am just 24 i was a marketing major i still feel like i'm pretty shitty at it but <laughs> so i just like post like whenever i do something i went on um, my first kind of road date in charlotte because i did a show at the dojo mm -hmm. my friend gerard like gave me the sick opportunity so once again, it's like, I'm obviously going to post that because then people see it. It looks like I'm doing big things. Like that was my one time oh, being gosh. out of the Northeast mm -hmm. and like God knows when it'll happen again. But <laughs> yeah, it's all, it all goes back to like marketing yourself and like, yeah. promoting, you know, I'm still like, I still struggle to cut clips to do all that shit. So I'm glad it looks like I'm killing like, it. Now, I want to get to this countdown. I know that's true, but still, I got to ask more. Where do you think you want to go with this? I mean, it's you're, you're, it's not even been a year, but now that you've gotten the feeling of doing set up, punch, everybody's out there. There's a room full of strangers. They're laughing. Where do you, where do you think you want to go? Where do you see yourself going? I don't mean in five years. I mean, like, what's your next step in comedy, do you think? What are you striving for? Well, I'm striving for everything, Carl. I want to do it all. I want to just really grind. I want it to be like I'm still working. I mean, I don't know if you can tell by this backdrop. Like, I am in like my my childhood bedroom. Like, I'm still at my dad's yeah. house once again. Which is very understandable at 24 years old. Yeah, no problem. But I am working on getting a place of my own in Jersey City. I've been going into the city more to do those spots. Um. Yeah, I mean, in the immediate future, just want to book more shows, you know? Well, like some people, like, they want to do a TV pilot. Some people want to do know. a webisode. It, yeah. I, that's why I meant, where were you going? You want to be a booked, working comedian. I like to do stand-up, yeah. I do not have – well, also, I want to have a podcast as well. I mean, this is cool. First time doing, like, anyone's podcast. Wow. But. I want to have my podcast, but really my one love is, like, the stage and uh -huh. just sort of, like, keep writing, keep getting better. Like I said, I'm very new at this. So, like, every time I get on stage, I'm sure you can relate. Like, I'm learning something new. I'm mm -hmm. finding, like, kind of my voice. I've been lately just more comfortable on stage where I'm a bit more unhinged. Like, I do more crowd work. It, like still very green in terms of the industry and like i mean i just fucking love it so mm -hmm. i want to just keep doing it as much as possible and like keep getting booked you know now i bet you don't have a website but how can people find you out there on the internet out there on social media certainly instagram you have tiktok how can people get in touch with you how can That's they check you out 
That's a great question, girl. And one, I am working on the website. That will be fired up soon. Very nice. Um, Cast Comedy on IG. TikTok, I'm not created it. Once again, it's a little younger than my age. Chastity O'Mal, I believe, is my handle. Chastity. Chastity O'Mal. I think I'm meeting college. There's a lot of bullshit on there. Yeah. A lot of just, like, nothingness. But, um... Yeah, you guys can find me on there. And Carl, hopefully I'll see you like at a mic or a show. Always. I'm sure. That. We it rub elbows all the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is sick. And I, I will definitely like talk to you more um, about the back end of things like when I see you next. Sounds perfect. Okay, now, Cassidy O'Malley. Everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're going to watch this movie together. Okay, so why don't you go ahead, Cassidy O'Malley, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Hell yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this movie. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, quite a snack. Quite a <laughs> nice face to look at, right? All right, guys, enjoy the movie. I am going to do a countdown. Here we go. Three, two... One, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian. That was really cool, Carl. Thanks so much. Yeah, uh, thank you. We're going to start our movie from Mongrel Media. No, no, it's not. I mean, that's a promo thing. Yeah. Now, now we're seeing the real film. 50s film. I don't like this movie already. <laughs> well, when we open up, we're actually not watching this movie. We are watching B-roll footage from the film Mr. Deeds in 2002. Oh, the Adam Sandler movie? Yes. yes. <laughs> a few years ago. I, I got a house. My name is Mr. Deeds. Now, this, is, they, this starts out in Indiana, the hometown of our heroine. But okay. really, this is New Milford, Connecticut. And it's B-roll footage from the remake of Mr. Deeds in 2002. How crazy. Right here, what we're watching. Yeah, I don't think Sandman would leave the tri-state area to make a movie, right? <laughs> no. No. So this is all Mr. Deeds. Okay, I mean, I guess... it's over now. Now okay. we're into our film, Principal Shooting. This started in 2008, even though this movie didn't release till 2015. It was a mess making Tell me. this film. Tell me more. Well, I mean, they kept running out of money. You see, they started shooting in 2008. And the guy who provided the finance, who's a, who was a, who's a powerful man, but he was young to Hollywood, new to Hollywood, right. he claimed that the 2008 bubble, you know, like real estate bubble or whatever it was, the, the um, uh, what is it, default credit swaps, whatever that was. Yeah, the big short. Right. So, right. The big short uh, is fucking with their financing, and the producers had to take 50% pay cuts and stuff, and Anyway, this thing didn't finally get done until released until 2010, and the director was like, "Screw it, I'm Alan Smithy for this film. I'm not even gonna." He's Alan credit. Smithy. Now, this is not just any old director, right? This is no. not like some guy who just came out of it. No, I mean, we're looking at the list of people starring in this movie, and it's a fucking motley crew of actors. That's right. This is a major motion picture. David O. Russell was o. our Russell. director. David O. Russell. And I got a list here. Let me just tell you for the plot, though. We're meeting Alice, okay? Yeah. And Alice's mom is is uh, National Lampoon's vacation. Beverly D'Angelo? D'Angelo, yeah. Yeah. And, and 
you know, the mom's proud. The mom and dad are proud of her. And this cop just came over and asked for her hand in marriage. Well, he, he, he knows them, right? Yes, they've been dating. This is... This is uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog, Sarah. It is Sonic the Hedgehog. This guy, you'll know his face. Is, it's, his James. head is down right now. But it's Scott Beardsley. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, In James. real life, it's James Marston. Yeah. He's Harry Lane. You ever see uh, Anchorman 2? Yes. I'm Harry Lime. And he made a bet that if he lost, he had to say his name was Harry Lane. Yeah. He lost. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm this actor. Uh, like, Harry Lane. At the first time I ever encountered him, I was like, well, he's just Mr. Handsome, so therefore Mr. he's walking Handsome. through his stuff. But he's not. He's not walking through. I don't know if you ever sat through the TV show Westworld, but he has yes. such a vulnerability. Like, he seems like he, his heart is broken through every scene in that movie. He's it's a pretty, real actor. He really is. Yeah, and he's friends with Sonic the Hedgehog. How... The book that I have on Amazon is called Peace from Jesus to the Hippie. And um, every guy asks for her to me, be me, but he's complained so far while being the cop. feedback right now but I think I will sooner or later and um good week go with God God is with you there is a supernatural it does hang out with us just trying to help us and uh, it appreciates us it appreciates the efforts we make to make a peaceful world to be kind to others and you know we get we get a lot of rewards for that God is Feel good. Makes us happy. You see, an attempt to put on for oh, here it is. The drill. Okay, what is this? Is it like a truck? Yeah, it's a big empty truck that carries okay. other trucks. Okay. You see how in the future they never move? They <laughs> sit or they get like escorted they while they lie on their back. It looks too goofy. Yeah, so when they shot this, they were also shooting a TV show and they had to do different ratios. So what a waste Wait, of a Is there a daughter? Show. Is there a daughter? I'm sorry no, but there's Tintin. There's a, there's okay, so the, the like, villain. Wouldn't it be great if there was like a little daughter and she's all you know, like she'd be in the pool when they were closing it. Dad, know, Dad, not now, you, Vicky. You can't. That pool is not sanitary if it's underneath. If underneath is a rocket layer, if that's a rocket launcher, you should not have a pool covering it. Who's that dude? Uh, I think that Scott? is. That's Virgil. No, that's one. The Scott. Yeah, that's Scott. Okay. Okay. Look at the fireworks, man. That's like and he's like crazy. aggro. Look at that. It ruins the pool exterior. That you, can't. You would not want to like swim in a smoke encrusted. <laughs> yeah, pool. encrusted is right. Okay, now okay. this is Thunderbirds too, but it's a truck. Yeah, it's a heavy transporter, so it's heavily okay. carrying number the that green thing, and his like. So it's under the pool cosmetic i guess and this is like under hollowed out brick wall 
and not mm -hmm. not only does he beat the well, back hollowed out mountain like rock i guess yeah okay so here comes one. Oh, now this is three this is the spaceship Who there's is already it? a satellite that is alan alan it alan is. is the star of the show i'm very proud of Alan. we're all very proud of alan okay wait is oh. alan three thunderbirds three alan is three yes you're, you're taking notes gordon dad can i go well, I don't think there's going to be any underwater things in space, so no. That's a Gordon. He's four. <laughs> okay, what was Alan in? Not a rocket, he, like a plane? No, like... he is in a space rocket. Okay, not a takeoff like a Saturn V rocket. He's like in a spaceship. Yeah, he's going to be monitoring. Like He's going to overwatch it. Like they're 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 gonna be like babysitting. They're gonna be hanging around making sure this this flight works. Working security. Yeah, right. Nothing happens. Now, so I should mention another character who doesn't show up until twenty five minutes of the film. Her name is Tintin. Okay. And she she's an engineer there. She works there. Her dad is Kintaro, and then her <laughs> is Mike, the this hood. Is no truck. This is no truck. I'm trying to tell you that the the villain's niece works at the institute as an engineer. Oh, is that look, look like Gordon. a Gordon kind of thing? Hey, check out the submarine. Do you like the submarine action? Ah uh -huh, <laughs> yes, all has got to hang out. Here's here's Tintin. Yes, I did it. Tintin, just a stereotype. He's very beautiful. Yes. I don't really. I'm trying to follow the story. Another fan thing I watched was Jerry Anderson Primers, which is on YouTube, and okay. it has, you know, that internet flat voice talking guy. But right. they do every single production the guy's done. Because one thing I did for my research, Carl, is I watched the Many Worlds of Jerry Anderson, which were <laughs> pilots that he did after in the 70s. Uh -huh. He had one of the the Thunderbird puppeteers was a live action cop and space cop and all space of his police. pilots were puppets what's that all of his pilots were puppet shows no so there oh, was okay. one so after i think after scar no he did joe 90 i think might have been the last puppet one until then he did ufo the investigator was hybrid live action puppet this mm -hmm. alien wants to investigate Earth, so he turns a couple into puppets, and they go and they uh, follow evil people and say, "Why are you greedy? So greedy? Look at it." Were we seeing human hands? Yeah. And now we're seeing so, rubber hands. So, so basically, he needs he needs uh, some of his international agents. So he goes to the only one. Penelope. Okay, which is Penelope. Okay. Because in England, it's 4 o'clock. It must be tea time. So the tea, tea kettle has a, uh intercom or something. So that she's just a walking stereotype, too. She's, like, over-rich, and she has her chauffeur is, like, a comedic relief. As a kid, I would remember the Porter, uh, Parker. Look at this. Touch drama. What's going to happen? Ooh, how dramatic. Someone's in the lounge. How could the director indicate it? How about you just have a model ring a bell? You rang. He rang. And here we go. Let's listen to Parker's voice. Taking off from X. Is that one? Immediately. 
Oh, I guess not. F1 is FAB1. They're all going to say FAB as a sign-off instead of 10-4. And F-A-B. she, I don't know what it stands for, but her car is a FAB1, and it's a pink Rolls-Royce that has a machine gun in the grill and some cool James Bondian shit. Now, wait. You told me Thunderbirds 2 was a truck. You said yes, yes, uh-huh, yeah, yes, right. yes. Uh-huh. It, trans- it, it transports like a truck. It's going to land. You mean it wheels will come out? No, it, it carries shit, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's okay. called a transporter, right? Heavy transporter because it transports like... All right, I'm going to call mechanic. it. So a truck carries shit, right? A Same truck thing. certainly carries shit on its wheels. And I'm... Press conference. When? Oh, no, thanks. They uh, he did he did Twizzle. He did another kids show, and he said, "Fuck it, I want to do my own properties." Uh-huh. So he had stuff like Supercar and Stingray, and they were like black and white shows, but they would sell to America. And one of the guys who's selling it, you know him from the Muppet Show, the producer of the Muppet Show. His name is Lou Grade, L E W G R E D E. Look mm-hmm. at this. Okay, so there is a astronaut interview. So they're interviewing the Mars people. And okay. She's a spy, and the interview is that they use those phones from the bars in the eighties, where you sit down and you call another table to talk to a guy. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So this is how this press. She's posing as a press uh, journalist, and she's saying, she's saying, listen, I'm part of Fab F A B. Uh, I'm going to give you something. That's absolutely fabulous. I would like to come out with her, but she'll be wearing it. So, I want you to wear it. Yeah. It's neat. It's not a rotary phone. Like, I want to say, look, guys, it's a rotary phone for mystery. But no, it's that's some of their fancy. There you go. You got a package. Okay, check out the hands. Ready for the hands? Real hands. Yeah. Coming up. Okay. <laughs> and roll them. That's a I've perfectly good Spiegelman hand. <laughs> yep, go ahead, put it in there, you freak. Okay, now the hands Everybody are back. Everybody gets that reference to fish burgers. <laughs> That's, I like, like the bony features of the hand. Hand chopping network. You can find that on Fish Burgers YouTube. And there's a note. Dun dun dun. Penelope. Don't be so obvious. What are you, tacky? There's the <laughs> hand again. Creepy. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, that's a bug. Now they can monitor what's going on. And if but why does danger... Sentin agree to do it? He's not a spy. No, but he's concerned. I don't know if he was the one who was against, but you know. <laughs> As one of the Americans, Mars space out. Here it is. We're Second time. Again. This time we've this, got security. We got H. We got a TB1, Thunderbird 2. So what is John doing during all of this? Because it was John's Jordan in outer space. Out. We don't communicate with John. Okay. Until later, which now is bizarre. Scott. They're Alan. That's Alan in three. He's in outer space, and they're talking to Alan. They're not even talking to John. Okay, okay. So Alan is doing all of John's work. 
Oh, check out this fucking car. Still don't know who John is. John is the fifth brother. Right. And who is currently in a space satellite orbiting the Earth. Oh, and that that's app, Thunderbird that 5? Called... Yes, that's 5. Thunderbird 5 is a space, space orbiting... station. Okay. Yeah. Not to be... What's confused... I get him confused with Alan, who has a space rocket. Right, right, right. And Alan's more go-to. I just saw Rolls Royce today in real in real life. I was walking around my block for my health, and there was a Rolls Royce passing. Do you know what I did? What did I you do? I snubbed it. I made sure I didn't look at it. I made sure the driver knew I was not checking out the Rolls Royce. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, don't give him that pleasure. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I, I, I made it clear that I had my headphones on, and I put my hoodie, you know. It's a pink Rolls Royce. Okay, so now they are uh, getting, they're monitoring. They have the lapel bug. Yeah. And they're going to, they communicate. Oh, here comes the communication. They, they don't, she doesn't even understand. Thanks to the future, there's a Whoa. TV monitor right there. It's um, FaceTime? Was it? FaceTime. She's FaceTiming him. Yeah. Do you have an iPhone, Mike? Well, I, you know, my car has a Zoom monitor under the seat, so you can continue your Zoom conference calls while driving. And when I Uber, people get in, they transfer My car has Zoom an ejector call. seat on, uh -huh. on Sandy's side. Your right foot? On on Sandy's side. Oh, Sandy's side. Okay, now check this out. Hey, Doctor Grant. How about you? You okay? You okay, Doctor Grant? Oh, you know COVID's over. You don't need to wear a mask. Oh no! What's the hood? Some security Thunderbirds. The guy's got yeah, a gun. Who brings a fucking gun to a Mars? Put up your hands. No, 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 the fake hands. Put up the fake hands. Oh. Oh. Beep, borp. Blurp. <laughs> now, a lot of these are, are models. Like, they went to model kits and took pieces. A lot of them are, like, toothpaste, tube jar, uh, lids or whatever. They did whatever they could. Okay, here we go. Now, he's uh, not we'll in do. fab, right? She's in fab. He's fab, yeah. Right. Well, she ends everything with fab. Let's see if we hear her say it. Okay. Look at all this techno garb gibberish. F-A-B. F-A-B. Oh, they don't say... Okay, take this out. They say F-A-G. In America. In America. I was like, in America? It's in a motor car. <laughs> in America. In a motor car? So he was on a spaceship going to Mars, wearing Whoa! a mask and holding a gun. One of the guys gets wind of it. He runs off, hops off the space shuttle, gets to the ground floor where the spies are waiting for him. He gets into his car, and now we have the shootout. Okay. This, this car chase. Take that, you fucking fabbit! You know, NASA does have a gun turret at the entrance. <laughs> gun turret? <laughs> a little extreme. All right, the real doctor, real Doctor Grant, is in this building. Ah, granted. granted. We 
you take that doctor for Grant. Lost him immediately. Locate the whereabouts of Dr. Grant. Don't know his condition, but providing he's okay, bring him over to Central Control immediately. And that's my order. Grant, no. Pierce, Trevor, Martin, Brad, Newman, Newman, Jerry. Newman. He's got a good start on his flight. Oh my God, that's horrible. That's his Cockney accent. Oh, that's yes. Horrible. So there's the hood going. But you know, he's ugly, and he sounds ugly. It's fun. They're imperfect puppets. I know. It, he, it is fun. He sounds like he's it's like the eighteen sixties and he's in a horse carriage, you know. Oh milady, stop now. I mean it's so cockney. I just I just feel like all these people, even these Americans oh, right yeah. here, uh in real life would be a little slovenly, right? They're a little off, like on a, Oh, how'd you find out about it? Well, I don't know. Oh, he goes, I guess Lady Penelope's good luck charm is not gonna help me anymore. Those are the ground it was a transistor. It was a good luck all along because it was, wait, but, you so know, wait, he wasn't part of it. He was, got, he got tricked. He, he got gave tricked. him a trinket saying, here's a good luck trip for Mars. Once you wear this metal thing in outer space, he's like, great. Okay. okay what are they so going to do, Carl? The boat, obviously with the fake thing underneath went away. Whoa. You can't do. No. no. Jesus you are Christ. fired. Yep. You are fucking fired. Now, as kids would be like, this makes sense. Right? This makes total sense. It's a motor. It has a hydro lift or something. Is that a Jesus car because it's driving on water? On water. Because the little models can't really show it otherwise. Whoa! There it is. Look at that. Hydrofoil. Uh-oh. It's that dude who hopped off the rocket. I don't understand this guy. He doesn't show up after this scene, Carl, for the rest of this oh, movie. And this is a long movie. Here we are watching it again. And he's part of Hydra, Hail Hydra. I hate when they put this on. There's no feelings. Right? Sorry, milady, we've got a flat. Yeah, I thought we'd go in the water just for the halibut. <laughs> you see, the trauma is just the models, the action in the background. Like, you know, it's right, exciting. The speed. You can see the clouds behind them. All right, now we've once again. Seen this. It's again the second time, and it's the same police cars. I think, as a director, and as a you know, just as a, he shouldn't show us that again. Exactly, you know. Whoa! Look, they miss, 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 miss. How can they miss? And who is shooting at them, Carl? I know the Hood. Is this the Hood's organization? Oh, okay. So it's not Hydra. It's Hood. The Hood. But, no, or the guy's name. The guy's name is The Hood. Okay. So there's no organization. I don't know who this is in this helicopter. Okay. Permission to shoot the helicopter, me lady. Yes, Parker. <laughs> I give you permission make to a, shoot the... Make a U-turn. You do now, my lady. Now, my lady. Now, Parker. Now, Parker. Here it is. The Look out in the future. Gun, gun, Everyone gun, has gun, a gun. gun, gun. Right? Look at that screen. Gun, 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 gun. A oh, little fire plane. You stupid, everything is red. So it's funny. Uh, the, 
I can't hear you. Just shoot me already. <laughs> I'm the first go, Carl. It's going to crash right into them. It's going to crash. I mean, that's for sure. And the oily water, it exploded <laughs> before it landed. Whoa, it I love that effect. away from it. Burning water. Oil and water. It, the explosion happened before it landed, and then another explosion happened in front of it. <laughs> and I have no idea who's in this helicopter. It's the fourth time watching this movie. I don't know. Did he take off the hat out of respect? To the, oh, there it goes. There it is. It's going zero to Mars. X. There goes Zero X. Why do they go to Mars? They got to get Dr. Pierce. What do you mean, Dr. Pierce is on Mars? Well, there, that's, there's five, five men on this. Yeah, but they're going right. to Mars. They're going to Mars. It's Dr. Grant, Grant Dr. Pierce, Pierce. Trevor, Martin, Brad, Newman. Yeah, Captain Paul, Trevor, here. Captain, <laughs> Space Captain, Greg. That's the thing, like, one captain is going to do, like, Earth, and then once they hit the space, he's like, move over, it's my turn to drive. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, the space captain. Now, this is just going to go on. Okay, hey, look, so there's uh, Alan. Scott. Scott. No, Alan. No, Alan, Alan. Ugh, I keep messing that up. Alan is in the spaceship. Now we like Alan. Alan is the hero of this movie. We couldn't do everything out without Alan. <laughs> there is one funny scene with these three puppets that I'm going to try to find. Okay. But one of the puppets, I think it's Bob or what have you, uh, sacrifices himself. He he stays on. Brad. Uh huh. Or what? Not or Bob. Paul. Monk. And one of them, and I don't know if it's it's Paul, but one of them departs, goes, bye, Paul. <laughs> like, it's just like, he's like, I'll, I'll stay here. You guys go. And he's like, bye, Paul. <laughs> LB, lift boat. Oh, that was another hand. Yeah, and a glove. Whoa. And the future technology are just buttons to say for, against, open. <laughs> no other purpose. It's like your phone is one out. All right. Well, so things are good. So now we're going to Mars. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Where did I put my computer? Oh, there we go. If they shun you from Mars, if you're not allowed on Mars, you're Martian. Whoa. Fish burger. Yeah. Okay, a lot of techno gibberish. I'll tell you, this guy, Gary Anderson, one of the things I really like about him is that for episodic television and for these movies, the stories always swing big. Okay. You know, there's always so much story and there's so many organizations and someone involved and they're going to Mars, they're doing this. And <laughs> yeah, you never remember the, you remember the story. Like, so from what I understand, Thunderbirds, the, form, the formula was, you would have 10 minutes of a family. And That's Jerry Anderson said, we want the children to relax and see a family and there's nothing going on. And then 10 minutes into it, there's peril, right? The, the volcano blows up or the train starts to falter. 
and they need international rescue and they come in and there's always a deadline. Yeah, there's always like, you got two minutes to get this done. The timer's on. They always have like this extra gravitas and there's explosions constantly and they save them at the end. And then that's the end. Here, you know, it starts off with with zero X, so it's not really a family. Right, 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 right. But here we are. All right. Okay, now here, this is is where this movie goes off the deep end. They're going to slap each other's back. So they did it. They got the the fucking zero X and go to Mars. It's off to Mars, and they're successful. It's going to take them like 12 weeks to get to Mars. And Hood didn't. 12 weeks. Hood tried to... I don't know what his stake was other than general sabotage. Okay, okay. I had to wait for Pocket to park the car for me to make this call. <laughs> Saboteur. The fucking Babbitt. How did it go? She goes, F-18. Does not explain what that fucking means at all. <laughs> okay. There's a fab nightclub called the Swinging Star in my hotel. You want to go? And then Virgil pops up. Hey, I couldn't help but over here. Can I go? <laughs> of course. And then wait a minute. I sure am. Now, here comes young Alan. 24-year-old, but acts like a fucking whiny baby Alan. Oh, He's okay. He's catch wind that they're all going to the shooting star. See? And I thought, we're just going out. Well, I work. Look at it. So Alan is like, he doesn't need to walk. He's just using the Space Age couch to move him over there. And speaking of Space Age, they're all talking through the portraits. So you don't see them moving. Right, you see Now Alan's eyes. hopping on. He's saying, give the boys a break. They'll be fine tomorrow. They've been doing it. All right, I'll have a nightclub, you say. Ah, all right. Thanks, Dad. Now here comes Alan.
everybody. Can you hear me, Nick? Are you on the air? Yeah, good Christ. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the full half an hour of an hour-long radio show. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is typically two hours, but uh, traffic was awful tonight, and uh, that is completely my fault. We're learning things. Um, for anybody who is listening and is like, what the hell is going on? This is the Badgers and Jam podcast coming on. It's our third week recording. I also have Raphael Wolfgang here. Uh, he just walked in. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay, cool. That's better. It is going great. Go ahead. And, hey, say something else. Who, who, tell us about yourself. Let me let me get that mic set up the right way for you. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. It's Raphael Wolfgang. I gotcha. <laughs> you can finish what you're saying. <laughs> she was like, you're done talking now. <laughs> I just, hey, I figured out the mic. Anyway, so we today go. we have a real <laughs> guest, you guys. We have a real guest on the air with us from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Rafi is also a wonderful guest. He'll be here regularly <laughs> commenting. <laughs> yeah, not the real guest. <laughs> not though. to overshadow. The real guest is uh, I live is with you. Arizona. Okay. Um, <laughs> Facts, but facts. Uh, we have Nick Gonzaga on the air, um, the elusive Nick Gonzaga. That's what I like to call him now. And uh, yes. yes, and Nick, you I'm are like the JD Salinger of dick jokes. <laughs> All right, yeah, we can go. That's how we can introduce you for the whole show. Just no other explanation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nick hosted with me on uh, KDIF uh, in Arizona, which was. Uh, we had a dope radio show called Gons After Christmas, which was out of like an abandoned which was really you started that and brought me into it. I think introduced. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, you were. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say the show was like named after me, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was named after you, but like we, you <laughs> know, it was our like it was our thing. Aside from like. Truthfully, you, you, I could you? not have done it without you. Yeah, because I'm not you, a good computer guy. You had these like amazing bursts of inspiration, and you would just stay there for like six hours after we would record a show, and you would like you called me one night, and you were like, "I scrapped the whole recording of our show, and I put together this thing called the Watergate episode." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Though. It was really dope. But yeah, it was um. It was cool. You were the you were really the the driving force behind like every show's itinerary theme and like talking points, and I was really like designing and kind of documenting all of it and really putting it into fruition. But you really brought things. Um, I I did my best. I did my best. I I had some good ideas. Um, but I I shit, man. I I wish they would have paid us for it because I would have done it forever. And I feel like you and me were the only ones like trying to do anything with that. I remember we got like 